Welcome to the Walter Paisley Movie House, where we celebrate the little engines that could not. Coming to you from Nilbog Manor Studios, I am your host, Dylan Rorig, and our music is by Jonathan Harmon. We are brought to you in part by our partner sponsor, Scarlet Lane Brewing. With five locations in the Indianapolis area, there are plenty of opportunities to try the official beer of horror. Today is a very special episode, and I'm talking with Michael Francis Daly, a young filmmaker who just recently won the Audience Choice Award at the Fantascope High School Film Festival with his short, How Was Your Summer? I uh, wanted to bring him in. Not only do I like promoting young filmmakers, but I also like promoting friends. And Michael's mom and I went to college together. That's how I found out about uh, what he's been doing. And I wanted to bring him in here to chat a little bit about his projects, his movies, and where he's planning on going next in life. So Michael, welcome. Hi. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Um, Absolutely. I was about to make a joke about nepotism because you brought up my mom, but. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is step one to making it in Hollywood. So. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. Yeah. No, Unfortunately, thank you. I, I really appreciate it. I have zero pull. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's all good. So um, I to start with. You've just graduated, and so you're yeah. you're getting ready to go out into the big bad world. Uh, let's back up a little bit, though. You you're interested in filmmaking, obviously. What got you started uh, with your interest in film? That's a great question. I mean, I've always kind of been interested in like I I started out, you know, like I'm I'm part of like the, digi the digital age or whatever. I grew up on the internet, so a lot of um I used to watch a lot of YouTube, and mm -hmm. I would like. You know, I, I just I, so I guess that's always been I, I, I've always like been interested in like filmmaking and like, you know, can cameras and stuff like that as from a young age. But it's like never been. It wasn't until like probably like high school that I I didn't really put my finger on like, oh, I want to be a filmmaker. I like I like, you know, making actual movies, making short films, things like that. Um I got a camcorder when I was really young and I used to just like film everything. I even I have like, like a a whole drive full of uh full of uh just like video from like third grade where i just i took my, my camera and like my you can you not bring that into school please and i was like oh i'm sorry i just kept kind of filming everybody so yeah <laughs> you do a lot of still photography too is that something that you fell into I do. after after dealing with camcorders um I, I don't really know when I got into it. I mean, I've always kind of, like like I said, like it's always just kind of been like um, just within me. Like I've always liked, you know, I, I, I like drawing a lot as a kid and photography is just like pretty much finding art and like, you know, no, I'm trying to sound as like at least as like pretentious as possible. But like, <laughs> you know, I, I just I've always um, it's a nice art form because it's like really quick and you don't have to do a lot. It's it's kind of hard to explain, but yeah, well, I, I don't know. You I, said I, you were going somewhere with that. That you said finding yeah. art. Just what, what do you mean by that? Finding art in the everyday. Well, I mean, yeah, because it's like photography is just like taking taking moments and just like capturing them, and it's like kind of cool. I guess yeah, it's very I cool. Yeah. So I, I think like I'm trying to make. That. I've never been on like an interview like this before, so it's kind of hard for me to. Um... It is difficult to broach why or how you make art and, yeah. and to make sense of it. I get that. I, l let me ask this. And it's a question I like asking people a lot when they're making art. 
because I think all of us as artists are trying to process the real world. Do you, and I'm asking this for a very specific reason, are you tackling things that you find are scary to you or are you just getting ideas and rolling with them with no real motive behind it other than that? I think it's like, it's like a little bit of both, you know, there's always um, like, obviously I, are you referring to my, my film? Like, you know, I was having a lot of, uh, a lot of issues during the summer, a lot of struggles and like trying to challenge, you know, not only um, like my mental health or, but just the mental health of like teenagers in general. I, I, I think, I think it's definitely a little bit of both where like, I'm trying to tackle scary things, but at the same time, you know, at the idea of, um of, you know, a, a film where someone is it's on the first day of school and someone just starts like going in and in like that that was always kind of funny to me because I saw a kid actually do something like that so <laughs> it's always like it's always like um, it's kind of was like a mixture of the two I think you your generation is definitely dealing with things that are absolutely unique to your generation not only yeah. with with the pandemic and everything else, but also yeah. you all grew up with social media. Yeah. So um, my generation, if we wanted to be heard, we'd go to the bus station and scream. Yeah. Um, you guys can have all been basically doing that online for most of your lives. Yeah. Regrettably, but. Well, <laughs> do you look back on it? I mean, we all look back on our past and cringe um there's not one of us i who... think i do i do i'm just a very like self-conscious person and so mm. i think that you know if i grew up in like uh sorry when were you born that feels like a rude question to ask yeah. but... no it's fine 72 72 if I, if I grew up um you know with being like your age you know i look back and i i couldn't find like you know maybe a picture of me at my most embarrassing moment but i'm just like oh yeah i recorded myself um, saying the most stupid, outrageous thing at 10 years old, and that just stays in the internet forever. And I can just look back at it whenever I want. Um, and like HD quality. So it's kind of, it's like, it's like you, you choose to ignore it, but it's kind of hard to ignore. Right. Um, yeah. I think there's something like, like for me, those moments are just imprinted on my brain and, and come out when I try to go to sleep. So, oh yeah. Maybe yeah, by but, having, yeah. do you think having a physical record, being able to go back and visit it, like physically and see it do you think in some ways that helps purge it from your head oh, that's a great question probably not <laughs> for me at least <laughs> i have the same thing where i'm like thinking at late at night like oh my god why did i say that and but then it, it adds that fear of anxiety of like oh there's like things with like cancel culture and i'm not i'm not saying that i, I didn't like you know I'm I'm not saying I was like a super bad person when I was like 12 years old, but you know, obviously when you're like 10 or 12, you can say some ignorant things. And I'm just like constantly, constantly just scared. Of, uh, like somehow, somewhere, someone's going to find old video of me saying like something that's like a little bit ignorant. And then just like, this guy sucks. This guy's terrible. <laughs> never listen to him ever again. He's never grown. So it's like, it's like, just like a bunch. It's like an added anxiety. Um, sure. Yeah. I think that is is absolutely valid. Um, my son is is uh, twenty five, and so uh, I, you know, he he just like you was growing up with a lot of this going on around him. He thankfully kind of veered away from social media until he was older, but still, stuff is out there, and yeah. 
and it it must be I mean, we I, I hear people in my generation say it all the time and think, God, we didn't have social media when we were that age because, you know, yeah, we all no, did definitely. some pretty fucked up shit. So, yeah. Oh, know, can we swear have... on this podcast? Oh, absolutely. I don't care. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. I was trying to censor it. But yeah, like, I think, <clears throat> I mean, obviously, I think that when you say the word cancel culture, you feel like I, I can't stand those like Ben Shapiro things like, oh, cancel culture. I, I can't be racist anymore on the internet without repercussions. But, you know, there's also a situation where it's like, well, I mean, you know, if it was like 10 years ago and I was, you know, 10, I was literally like eight years old and I said something that was like not the most politically correct thing ever. I don't think I should be like, you know. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah. I honestly, I think a lot of that points toward people who don't change. Exactly. And, exactly. Um, you know, Ben Shapiro is pretty much Ben Shapiro. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't worry I'm not, about I'm, getting yeah. thrown into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm like. I'm like a. I was a Ben Shapiro, like baby Ben Shapiro, uh, at all. But <laughs> you get what I mean. Absolutely. Well, it, it it is interesting when I watch How Was Your Summer, and that's the short film that you won the Audience Choice Award with. Um, and I'm going to put a link to this on the bio for okay. the uh, for the podcast so people can get to your page and be able to to watch it. And I encourage everybody to. It's a very short film, about four minutes long. Um, very poignant, though. It it kind of captured, I think, what a lot of people, not just high school students, but everyone yeah. was feeling at the end of that. When we, we kind of came out of that pandemic, it was like coming out of darkness into light again. And, you know, you, you don't see so well and you're trying to get your bearings and you, you pretty much captured that, which for me at that age is remarkable. Thank you. I appreciate that. That that it, seems to be like a general consensus with that, where people are like, wow, like, I mean, that's really, really inspiring, really insightful. And I really, I know I, I obviously, I'm not going to um be like, oh my God, thank you. I'm like the, the best ever. Oh my God. But it's hard for me to take that phrase, but also it feels nice. Well, good. I'm glad it feels nice. And and, and I, I get it too. You, you try and balance ego with artistry and it, it's yeah. tough to do, but um, what, what caught me the most out of all of this is all the other people in that room with you. And as you, uh, as, as your character in that is, basically laying it all out there and having an existential crisis yeah. on the first day yeah. of class. Um, the way that it, it captured the feel of a classroom too, and it captured it well. Um, Thank you. And I, I think it's fun to watch things with non-actors being actual people. And that's, that's what this caught. And just, and then yeah. like I say, it's a, it's a short little film, but it captures a lot in that, the few minutes and it's very funny which <laughs> i think also is very important um it's it's very yeah i see a lot of these where it's it and especially people in their teens take things deadly seriously and don't have the sense of humor so it was refreshing to see something poignant yeah. and funny thank you yeah i i think that always kind of it kind of started off like that where i was like i want to make something because like i i you know i think that i am more comedy centric but i also want to tackle like difficult issues at the mm -hmm. same time so like i i just i don't i don't take myself that seriously 
just in general. So I figured like if I'm going to tackle, you know, my mental health for one, but mm-hmm. the mental health of just like teenagers in general, like I should at least add a little bit of, of humor in it because that's just kind of how I operate. Yeah. What comics are you into? Um, com- like, uh, comic books or like, uh, like comedians, comedians. That's a good question. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's a great question, actually. I don't even know very much. I I don't really watch a lot of like stand up comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to like Bill Burr a lot. Now not so much. But as my as my tastes have grown, um, but oh, I you're think, from you're from his area. Too. Yeah, I'm from Massachusetts. That's, Mass, that's, that's so. ca- yeah, that's that's kind of why. It's about that, as Boston that, yeah. as you could get. Yeah, very Boston. <laughs> that's a great. I wish I had a better answer for you. I like John Mulaney, I think. I just, I don't really, I, I like a lot of com- comedic films. I don't really watch a lot of stand-up comedy. What, um, uh, well, let's go there. What what comedy films do you think have had a, an influence on you? Um, A lot of, do you, uh, Taika Waititi. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's great. <laughs> That's what's kind of, because like his movies, have, I watched Jojo Rabbit again recently. His movies mm-hmm. made me like sob crying and like sob laughing. It's like, yeah. That's that's the way that I define like a good movie is if I can feel like a mixture of emotions mm-hmm. like that are very high. So I think, you know, Taika Waititi uh, and it's great. Edgar Wright, um, a yeah. lot of, you know, comedic filmmakers that are just really, really, um, really inspiring to me, especially Taika Waititi. This is some um, film called Boy that I really love mm-hmm. from 2010. Yeah, um, that one made me cry. Hunt for the Wilder People, like that. That's just his filmography is incredible. Like yeah. I just, I, he's not my favorite filmmaker of all time, but like just the way that he makes movies that are so funny and so sad at the same time is like something I kind of wanted to try to replicate. Who is your favorite filmmaker? Um, my favorite filmmaker is uh, Akira Kurosawa. Um, just of all time like I, i've seen like most of his movies i'm i'm actually i've been trying to i read his autobiography and mm-hmm. i've been trying to watch like everything he's ever done so like that's i think 30 films or so and i've probably watched around like 18 or 19 mm-hmm. so i'm almost done um he's definitely but... one of the most influential filmmakers yeah i mean star wars every spaghetti Absolutely. western <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah from him. <laughs> i saw i saw i heard one thing like i was in my, my film uh my film class um this was like junior year where i had like a film studies class and i had a substitute who came in and we were talking about like the movies we were watching and he said um he said how have you seen a fistful of dollars and i'm like yeah i have i was like oh have you seen the one the movie it was stolen by or like the have you seen yojimbo i was like yeah i've seen yojimbo i know i know <laughs> what you're talking about man <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it I, nice I, to I have that in your back pocket? Yeah, yeah. I, I like, I like one up, one up them in like film pretentiousness. It was kind of funny, but yeah. <laughs> it, like Rashomon probably is the most oh, mimic film style uh, or, or plot so style good. I've ever seen. You know, sitcoms I, use it all the time and stuff. Yeah, I want to. I've had like an, this idea running in my head for a while of like a short film I want to make where it's like um, a Rashomon style like short film but it's mm-hmm. ba- instead you know like how obviously Rashomon is about like I think it's a, a crime that happens I I haven't seen it in a while but I don't know the exact it's the a, exact it's event a, that happened it's, it's like a, a pretty... sexual assault oh yeah if I remember correctly yeah if it wouldn't be right, wouldn't I can't be, remember. it wouldn't be like that but it would be like you know a school fight like mm-hmm. there's like three of the combatants that are in it and they all tell a different story and I, I've been like ruminating that in my head for a while and I really want to make that but 
that's just that's just a testament to like Kurosawa's influence on like you know Sergio Leone and um mm -hmm. you know George Lucas but also like a little filmmaker like me so it's like um I I just I love like I heard I heard a thing that a Kurosawa is like your favorite filmmaker's favorite filmmaker yeah, absolutely yeah. Agree with that. <laughs> yeah yeah I mean his his influence is just yeah. snaked all through anyone who basically grew up through the 50s to now is has been influenced by him in some yeah, way absolutely at least tangentially by other filmmakers who were influenced yeah. by him yeah exactly it, when when you get these ideas are you do you have like a a little i'm sure now everybody keeps notes on their phone but are you keeping like you get an idea are you immediately writing that down and and keeping it there so you don't forget it um i do that sometimes i think i have like I start thinking of an idea and I just start, I keep like obsessively thinking about it. And then I, and then I write it down once I like know that it's actually like, Oh, I should, I should actually make this. And then I have like a list of just like short films ideas. And they're just like two word things. That's like mm -hmm. one of them's like slam poet, super eight camera flashback, which only makes sense in my head. <laughs> one of them says music shop. One of them says intrusive thoughts. Oh, this one says Rashomon style school fight. There you go. <laughs> uh, then clown painting. Yeah, I, I won't get into the whole list, but there's there's a lot. <laughs> so what is it when you look at that list? What is it that gets you to bite and go, all right, I've got to make this now? Um, I don't know. That's actually a great question. Probably which one is easiest <laughs> to make, if I'm being honest. No, I mean, that's a that's a solid reason to do start, something. Yeah, like, like start easy. Um, one of them is called Pot of Gold, which is an idea I had that's like about like a, um, a kid. You, tries you to cut off there just a little bit. I'm sorry. Room. Oh, uh, one of them. One of them. Actually, I probably shouldn't talk about it because it, it's like a future project. I'm not sure if it's like covered under. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it under wraps. No, but I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, one of them is about like a kid that like um tries to find like a a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow that's not there, and like I I just I I tried to cast that and that's just gonna be so difficult because you need to cast a kid for it. Number mm -hmm. one and number two, it's like, you know finding i want to make it the best it can be so i want to actually wait to do that like that's like a future project but you know obviously there's there's one of them that i can just film on like a day i'm mm -hmm. gonna probably pick that one first to do when you're working on these i, I noticed like in your credits you get you get a crew together and you you are doing this right um where did you start to learn how to build that crew were you reading a lot of books on filmmaking um, I've, I've read maybe two books. I read obviously the, um, Kurosawa autobiography and that didn't really like that. That I mean, that went into filmmaking, but I also yeah. read this, this book called that uh, making movies by Cindy Lumang. That yep. was good. Um, but most, most of all, I just kind of learned from trial and error. Cause I just kind of like, you know, I, I just, I make movies with my friends and i'm just like okay i'll say you're the director of photography because i think that's what you closely what you did mm -hmm. but i used a lot of google <laughs> or youtube so yeah. it's it's a it's a mixture of things i don't know like there's <laughs> if there's like one definite place where i learned how to like make a crew um i guess it's just being friendly and asking people hey do you want to be a would you want to help out yeah that's yeah. like that's the that's the big that's the most important part is just being cordial with people and be like hey like you know you're not going to get paid um 
I don't know if you'll be good at it. It doesn't matter. Just at least tr- if you if you want to help, that'd be cool. <laughs> it's definitely, especially for low budget or no budget films, being yeah. And, and we've got I've had um, the director Mark Pirro on here, and he uh, makes very very low budget films. And uh, the reason he's able to do it is because he's a nice guy, and he has a lot of the same yeah. people come back and work with him. And for, you know, nothing, literally nothing, <laughs> they'll come back and work with them because they like them and they want to help. Yeah. So when you're, yeah, it definitely pays to to be a good person when you're doing these Yeah, things. be a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. When, when you're, how do, it's so interesting to me to be that young and A, to be as motivated you are, as you are, but also to be able to bring people in and do this stuff does it get weird when you're working with your peers like that especially at your age where self-consciousness is just a state of being does it does it feel weird giving direction and and oh absolutely guiding I feel people like, yeah i always feel like i think on when i was filming how is your summer um i was just trying to make it i was almost like doing stand-up comedy in a way like i was like mm-hmm. just trying to make it people as like in a good mood as possible because number one like obviously you didn't see it on film but um we, we filmed this in the winter and it was like snowing really hard out even mm-hmm. though it takes place like during like right after summer right. ends, it was like snowing very hard out and oh in the northeast that could home. be yeah i guess so yeah it could be but yeah when we were when we were filming and then it was like everyone was like kind of like oh i gotta get home like you know soon just let me know when this is done. I was like okay i'm sorry we're gonna get this done and so i was like kind of just trying to get people hyped up and like just mm-hmm. like relaxed. I bought like snacks for everybody. Um so yeah, I mean it's a lot of it is just like crowd work almost. It's kinda it's kinda interesting. Yeah. Um and nobody had read the script before that, so they did not I don't think I even told them I don't think I told them about like the monologue that was happening because I wanted them to actually be surprised by it. Yeah. Um so actually that's that's kind of cool, is that um the monologue that was in the that was the first take we did um a bit nice. because like I, I i i did like maybe like four takes of it just to make sure it was like perfect like i mean i think my performance mm-hmm. was probably better like in some points than it was in others but the first one everyone was like really shocked of what i was saying so capturing their reaction one. was great and actually yeah. watching uh i would say familiarity on a lot of faces as yeah. you were doing that I'm i'm really that's great to know that you did that without letting them know because it did capture some genuine reactions and i saw a lot of people who obviously you were touching a nerve with they all felt the same way yeah a lot of it i wasn't expecting a lot of like i mean i invited like a lot of my friends and i probably got like the friends that i did invite i probably get like maybe six of them and then Mm -hmm. they just started bringing their friends and bringing their friends so i was like i was shocked i, w- I came up to the set and people were already there and like it was like a whole group oh, cool. of classroom. i was like oh my god this is awesome how oh, cool and now i i've made i made friends from that so this, this kid named pablo who's a really nice nice kid um i met a lot of like younger like underclassmen because obviously mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a senior i just graduated and i right. was promoting the film club and promoting filmmaking um so yeah i mean i hope i, I hope i made a good impression on them um because i really want my school is like low high school is like a very good place to you know like foster a love for like just not even just art but just for filmmaking in general like my my teacher i'll I'll shout him out on here it's kevin wetmore he's mm-hmm. a great guy um really talented here but yeah i think that 
you know, obviously that's, that's where I learned to make films. And um, I hope that other kids in that school, like especially freshmen, just start like making stuff because it's so much fun. Um, it gives community. So great. So you you just mentioned you've graduated. What's next on your docket? Um, that's a great question. Um, I'm going to MCC for I got a free year at um oh MCC probably that's like a lol lol thing. Uh, MCC is a Middlesex Community College. That's a okay. um, uh it's a pretty good like community college. It's 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 in my area. Mm -hmm. Um, they have a good film program too. That's kind of why I'm going. But I got I got a free year with the early college. Like there's like this program called early college promise where you basically you get a free year so i decided well i'm gonna do that um you know because obviously with like i'm gonna study filmmaking like mm -hmm. first and foremost just because you know I, I want that's like my passion and usually i'm not like i'm not that good at things i'm not passionate about like i, I can't i if i like studied like you know english or something or like re like literature i'm gonna be like i'm this is kind of boring i'm not gonna actually try mm -hmm. on this <laughs> as as kind of deprecating as that sounds but um the other issue is that you know school is expensive in mm -hmm. america so yep <laughs> i wanted to balance that of wanting to get a film degree knowing that that's not the best degree to get for multiple reasons mm -hmm. or like i wanted to balance that and go right in the middle like okay i'm gonna save as much money as possible but also getting a film degree so right. hopefully my plan is hopefully is is go to MCC for the first two years um, and save money and then maybe go to like I uh, hope I want to go to Emerson but I oh, don't yeah. know if I'd get I, I don't know if I'd get into that so I might go mm -hmm. to this other state school called Fitchburg State which is also a, has a great film program um so yeah I mean I'll I'll see in the future I at least want to get my associate's degree and then right. um, from there but that's the the plan in my head right now that's that's in my head is like first two years then go to a, a better school mm -hmm. are you hoping to stay in the northeast i mean i hope so i i, I don't like the heat a lot <laughs> yeah i've never been to la but i, I mean i obviously i want to go but it's, um, uh, hopefully like yeah how is it it's la, it's, LA. Uh, it's not yeah. my bag <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know i i heard like boston is becoming like a increasingly like a like a new hollywood like it's someone someone i actually had um i had a a couple on here uh michael j epstein and sophia Catiola, uh both filmmakers from the boston area they made two oh, films there they're in la now but um they made two great little fun little horror films up there um taking advantage of all the i mean one of the best things about the Northeast is buildings that are as older or older than the country. So you've got a lot yeah. of great. Oh yeah, absolutely. Especially if you're doing horror. Um, but I think wherever you are, if you're making movies, you're making movies. Yeah. LA, I think exactly. LA always becomes like a goal, but I think it's uh anymore. It's becoming a more hollow goal because it, you can now make a movie just about anywhere with your phone compared yeah, to what exactly. it was. That's I mean that's what that's how I started. I like yeah. I made I think my first short I, I consider this like my second short film because mm -hmm. I made another one. The Taunting um, Pencil? Yeah, that one. I enjoyed um, that one a lot. Yeah, th thank you. But I made like my first two, I like my first like two like unofficial ones because like I just didn't I don't like them that much. And mm -hmm. but that's where I learned to like use a camera. I, I made like a like a short like horror film that's like 30 seconds long and i just use my iphone mm -hmm. um and i mean it looked 
it looks like a first ever thing ever filmed um by a person but um it's cool learning all those like all those tools on your phone and it's like it just shows that you yeah. know if i can make something that looks pretty good and i can do most of anything <laughs> yeah and yeah, that's that one's fun it's got a little nice little dr caligari homage in it yeah and it's thank you fun. for thank you for recognizing that i've been like oh, yeah. telling everybody like oh it's like german expressionism like film nerd stuff and then everybody's like i don't know what you're talking about dude <laughs> i have like a joke with my, my friends in class that um in my film class they're they're like you know i i was just while i was directing it i was like referencing a bunch of like okay we're gonna use this shot and it's kind of like German expressionist and then we're gonna use this shot it's kind of like Charlie Chaplin-esque and they were like I don't know what you're talking about can you please like can I just um, say how much I appreciate hearing an 18 year old talking about Fritz Lang and Charlie Chaplin though that, thank you to me is delightful <laughs> yeah it, that gives me hope my friends have they have like a joke in class where they, where they were like um okay and now it, they were like we, we'd look at like a friends to something and be like and be like okay michael does that remind you of that one 1960s japanese film that you saw <laughs> and i was like it does actually yeah so you when you go down your your film nerd uh list which i you know i'm a big film nerd too obviously what point in your life or do you even remember Oh, let me ask it this way. So my generation, we only had, you know, three channels and a couple local stations. And on right. Sunday afternoons, there was nothing on TV. If sports weren't going on, it would just be old movies, usually cheap old movies, a lot of Bowery Brothers and occasional Marx Brothers films and stuff. So that's how we got our film education. Right. For you, where the world is now just wide open and inundated. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, to me, it's almost more confusing and easy to get lost in and i've said this before on here I, th I think it also makes a lot of this stuff disposable because it's so easily achieved you can attain it so quickly now what at what point do you remember let's say kurosawa at what point did you go wait who's this guy and start watching his oh, movies where did i even discover curse i don't remember I, I think um you know i started getting into films like probably around I mean, like, you know, actually, like, fully getting into films. Like, I want to do filmmaking. I mm -hmm. want to look at these, like, old old movies. I want to, like, study them. Uh, was probably during, like, quarantine because I was, like, really bored. And mm -hmm. I didn't have anything else to do other than, you know, listen to class. But um... <laughs> so I think when I discovered Kurosawa, I was um, looking at – there's this theater in uh, in Boston called the Coolidge Corner Theater. Mm -hmm. and i was just looking at like you know old movies and and stuff and there was this guy's name akira kurosawa kept popping up and there was like samurai movies and um they were playing the movie seven samurai in 35 millimeter like an original it was it was so awesome. cool that was, that was that was like my first experience and i was like i invited these two guys who i wasn't like super friendly with but i was I started again. They become like my closer friends mm -hmm. um, after viewing it because we both went and they're like, I was like, hey, do you guys want to see a three and a half hour old black and white Japanese samurai movie with me? Um, they're like, OK, yeah, sure. And because <laughs> we're both kind of we're both kind of like film nerds like that. Yeah. And um, it was just it was like the greatest experience I've ever had in a theater. It was like everyone was just was laughing Um I don't know, man. I think that that like after that movie, I just, after that movie, I just like started watching like everything he's ever done. Um, I absolutely I love that. Yeah, I, I it 
it can be life changing. Seeing something on the big screen like that is uh, yeah, it, it really can be. And also, like, shout out the Coolidge Corner Theater because I just saw like that theater is incredible because mm-hmm. I just saw Lawrence of Arabia in seventy millimeter. That's actually, incredible, isn't it? Was it? In, it was so nice. I I was telling my friends about it, and they're like, "Okay, I don't know what that means, but sure." And I was like, "This is awesome." It's immersive. It, yeah, it's that, so, that it's movie, so you awesome. You feel sucked into the desert with him. It was so Peter great. O'Toole so good in yeah, it. Yeah, it was so long that they had an intermission in it, and it was like, yeah, yeah, it was it was mm-hmm. great. Um, and I've seen like 2001: A Space Odyssey there. Cool. Um, it's just it's incredible. I That's, I love, that I love a good revival house. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a couple of good ones. There's one in my home hometown called the Luna Theater that I that's where I kind of discovered like I my mom used to take me to like, you know, old, like Wes Anderson movies there and like mm-hmm. I discovered him. Um and she, I think they took me to Rosemary's Baby once when I was like kind of young and yeah. I was like I was, but I was like really bored because I was like I think 11 years old but um <laughs> but it's still really cool like discovering all those old movies. Yeah. Um, I remember my mom yeah. taking me to see Giant at a revival theater, and yeah. I was I was like eight or nine. Yeah. And while I wasn't really following the film, I just remembered the just the grandness of it, and yeah, you know those big wide shots of it, it made Texas look interesting. So yeah, that that alone was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. That's very cool. And, and it helps having those people in your life who yeah. you know for for a lot of people it's having the big brother. Or big sister who who get yeah. you into this stuff. So having a parent do that's especially cool. Yeah, shout out my mom and dad for like driving me because like I mean where I live it's like forty five minutes away from that theater, mm-hmm. and I've gone a couple times where they're just like, okay, I'll drop you off and then I'll pick you up. Um, so I appreciate that. <laughs> um, that's awesome. Not a lot of people will do that. So very cool. Well, congratulations on the award the the audience choice award Thank you. and um you've been officially selected for se- for several film festivals for both of your short films yeah um i'm going to put uh when i post this i'll put a link to your page uh, your site your google page with um these films on them i encourage our listeners to check them out they are a lot of fun um anything you want to promote or or pitch here before we head out I guess my Instagram, I just opened an Instagram for my film, okay. my film page, my film page. Um, one thing I did, I, I guess I'll shout out is that I won. I actually, I just won a first place in a local film. Well, I won like 300 bucks and that was kind of cool. I, you cut out for just a second. You won oh, a local. Uh, uh, yeah, this is Chelmsford Student Film Festival, which is like a the city right next to, or this town right next to me. And I. I won like 300 bucks for it. And that was like the first nice. time I've won something like that, you know, I guess first place for something. And that was kind of cool. <laughs> um, That's great. Yeah. Was that for how was your summer? Yeah, it was. It was great. Very cool. Okay. Cool. Definitely. Michael, thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. Thank you. Yeah. Thank I you appreciate that. talking about uh, old movies. It's uh, great. That's, isn't that's, it? that's like my favorite thing. I love getting to promote young filmmakers and someone like Michael, who's not only young, but so insightful for his age. His movies are a lot of fun, very interesting. There's two short films that you can find on the website that I have linked in the bio of this episode. Check them out. Um, Like I say, just a lot of fun. 
very interesting, uh, incredibly insightful. Uh, also, just getting to talk old movies with someone his age is just great. Uh, thanks for listening to this very special episode, and we will see you soon with a full episode.